Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The Volume. What up, y'all? It's T-Bop from Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Now, we're a college football show, but I'm a massive NBA fan. Now, I'm a Pelicans fan, which can be a trying existence at times, and well, the news about Zion's been no fun lately, but whatever. I love the NBA, right? And if you love the NBA, there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Well, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use. Uh, FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and you know stuff going on all the time. Uh, when you win, very importantly, you get paid fast. And FanDuel has lots of ways to play, okay? Spread, money line, over-unders, totals, player props, individual same-game parlays, multi-game parlays. It's all there with the live betting. It doesn't matter if you're running up late, you got your party late, you're hanging out with the fellas, the girl fellas, whatever the point is. Live betting, I mean, you can jump right in, you can bet with your friends, and you too can be cheered for these same things. So, what are you waiting for, okay? Download the FanDuel app today, and let's start to make every moment more with FanDuel. Promo code SNAPS. 21 or older in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NY. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342, Arizona. 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. 1 809 with it, Indiana. 1 4700 or visit ks Stop, Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org. Maryland. 1-800-522-4700. Wyoming. Or visit www.1800gambler.net. West Virginia. Yo, what up everyone and welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps, your day, favorite daily college football podcast. What up Zach Lenz, what up Brad the Man, what up Bill Boutique, Baggins, Greg Hendricks, everybody else hanging out in the chat today. Uh, I am very proud to be a part of today's show. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, T-Bob Bear, joined as always by QB1, the beautiful Aaron Murray, and um, I feel very confident in saying today's show is a special one because I would bet a lot of money that this is the first ever live 
YouTube yeah. broadcast and first ever college football podcast to feature one of the hosts day one post vasectomy. As uh, if you remember yesterday's snaps, uh, right after we got done, Aaron Murray went and got snipped. And so now he is currently sitting on a frozen bag of edamame as he sits here and still has the grit to come into work and give you college football takes at 328. That's March 28th in the spring offseason. There is no offseason when nope. it comes to snaps and CFB. Uh, like the video, F's in the chat for Aaron's uh, sperm as it's got about, what, <laughs> six weeks left before it's officially done. Aaron, what's up, man? How are we feeling today? Glad it's over with. First off, mm -hmm. it, it feels good that it's over with. Was was you know a little nervous, so I'm literally sitting in the in the room, uh, and I documented this on on social yesterday. But I, I'm like on my phone, just like scrolling through nudes, news, not nudes, oh. news. <laughs> Aaron, hey, have you ever try heard of a try try to get in one more time before I was off for a week because I'm out of commission <laughs> for a week? So, <laughs> have you ever heard of a Freudian slip? Uh, because I think that's exactly what we just witnessed. Hey, anyway, so I'm, I'm, blaming, I'm blaming the meds. I'm blaming the meds on the, for the slip of that one. You're scrolling nudes, and then what? Yeah. How, what happens next? Uh, uh, scrolling the nudes. And all of a sudden, I hear, Ugh, and this dude comes walking out of the door, and it starts walking towards like the exit, and he's waddling in pain. I mean, going like at no. a snail's pace, <laughs> oh, just I grunting. He was and I'm like, in. he was walking no, out. Okay, he, was he walking did look like out. he was hurting. Oh, yeah, he damn. was hurting, like and like grunting. Oh, I was no, like, dude. oh, it reminds me. It was funny when when we were in Athens, we'd always do like a family lunch on Sundays after the game. My parents would come in. We go get lunch before uh, we, you know, they would head back to Tampa, and there was this like Chinese buffet we decided to go to one day. So oh, we yeah. pull up, and everyone walking out of the buffet is like, uh, like we're, like, we're walking, <laughs> and people like holding their stomach, and we're like walking like, and the place was packed. I'm like, the place like we've heard yeah, really good dude. reviews, but everyone walking out is just like, uh. And, uh, you know, you go in there, it's really good food, but like lots of sodium, lots of salt. And like, we all walked out just like, uh, so that reminded me of that. Like this guy walking out of this situation, can't walk. Uh, and I'm just like, damn, this sucks. That, that shit. I so, remember, uh, um, it a, it's a unique experience. It's very unique. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's well, you're not, you're not done yet. You're not done yet. Oh, not, uh, not, we're going to get back yet. to your okay. office right. visit, but, uh, no, I I remember there was a great Chinese buffet called uh, China Wall here in Baton Rouge back in college that we used to go tear up as an offensive line. And um, I remember taking Caitlin on a date there, right? But a Chinese buffet is kind of like an inverse strip club, right? They say to strip club, you never want to be there during the day, right? You don't want to see with the lights on. You want to be dark. You want to be a little like seedy. You know, yeah. you want to be in it. Um, you don't want to see a Chinese buffet at nighttime at, at dinner time, at mm -mm. date time it's um it will make you look around the room and you may have some questions about what decisions did i make in my life to bring me mm -hmm. here surrounded by my peers of whom appear to be um for the majority pretty unhealthy okay making a choice to go on a date to the chinese buffet at night ever since then i've never gone and i have a hard and fast rule in life I will not go to a Chinese buffet if it's after uh, 2 p.m. It was just too much sad. Uh, you know mm -hmm. what it was? Fat bastard eating. And I don't mean that in calling anyone a fat bastard. I mean the character of fat bastard in Austin Powers, who so eloquently put it back in the day, right? What did he say? I'm uh, Essentially, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed because I eat, and I eat because I'm depressed. And I felt like yep. I saw a bit large at the Chinese buffet that night. It really imprinted on my head mm -hmm. oh, oh look at this dude and then we'll get back to your vasectomy Aaron. king arnold says big cat oh, yeah. gave shout out. oh hell yeah big cat thanks man uh i did love uh, did that happen i don't know I, we got to check it out but i i love big cat i love pft they've always been really good to hell me yeah on a radio show and stuff so that's really nice man i'm gonna miss them this weekend can't go to hogs got to go coach t-ball and then uh big gang for life says that's how i heard about him hell yeah big gang welcome anyway okay now, Aaron, so you're nervous. You see that poor old man shuffling out of there. Yeah. So much pain. You go into the office. Does the doctor immediately start barking at you at that point? Is he a Georgia fan? So, so my game plan was, 
you know, I, I had my golf video clips that I wanted to watch, you know, get on YouTube, watch my golf video clips, had my headsets in, I'm ready to go. Like, this is like a, don't talk to me for 20 minutes. You just do you. I'm going to watch golf videos and be happy. And he just starts jabbing away. I mean, good dude. Don't get me wrong. Great, great guy. Great guy. We're talking about March Madness. We're talking about, I mean, as we're talking, he has scissors in his hands. Like, yeah, man, like it's been a great March Madness. And he's like swinging the scissors around. I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> stop doing that. <laughs> you were about to cut me open. And, you know, he cuts me open. We're still talking about football and his kids and where they go to college. And we're talking about March Madness and this, that, and the other. You know, we're talking about Chinese balloons in the air. I mean, we went through like a whole gamut in 25 minutes as he's performing everything. I'm just sitting there like, my God. I mean, he actually did a good job. He did distract me. He did his job. And okay. um, left, you know, I tried to go the route of, you know what? I don't need the meds. I was kind of numb when I left. So I'm like, I really don't need them. And about two hours later when they, you know, the numbness wore off, I looked at my wife. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like someone has just kicked me in the balls and the pain's not going away. And I'm just like sitting on the couch. just like, <laughs> and my son's like trying to jump on me. I'm trying to feed miles. I'm like, okay. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm going in the car. I'm going to the, the you know, CVS. I'm going to go get these, you know, pain meds. And, um, yeah, been on them nonstop. So I feel good. Edamame and the medication they gave me, and your boy feels hey, really, yo. really good right now. So we're fine. So okay, look, I do not want to be flippant here because I know opioid addiction is very real, right? And so if yep. you are someone who's prone to that, or if you are, um, just be careful with pain pills. Mm -hmm. But that said, take the pain pills. It's the yeah. only positive to any of this, right? Because it feels really good. Like, like not only does it ease your pain, but you feel pretty relaxed. Like, how chill do you feel mm. right now, Aaron? You can't really oh, have I a worry right. in the world, right? No business no, stuff. I'm is slipping. I'm you. slipping news and nudes. I'm so chill. I mean, you just <laughs> yeah, yeah. right out of the mouth. Too honest there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, no. Look, I that's like all I look forward to whenever I get in one of these situations is well at least i'm gonna have something to uh like in college right it's like oh crap i tore my acl this freaking sucks but i can take laura tab and play gears of war three for like a month or two so that that, that that'll be fun um <laughs> yeah see now okay Darth. yeah Darth. that that that's that's real right there he says a former heroin addict take a few for me aaron with a all right i will finish that bottle <laughs> t-bob are you still getting an extra is aaron scaring you out of it no i'm not scared i'm not scared <clears throat> no it was uh, it was painless it was painless it was easy um honestly i feel really good today you know i i didn't yeah, I think I'll be golfing by next Monday. That's the goal. Wow. I want to be on the golf That's course. Goal, <laughs> Start off Masters Week with a round of golf is my goal. So, well, even come on, if, balls, don't uh, fail me now. Don't I'm just upset that even though we did get the doctor dancing like Michael Madsen and Reservoir Dogs and snipping the scissors in front of you, I wanted at least one bark from him while your balls yeah. were in hand. So I'm very upset that he wasn't actually a Georgia fan, mm -hmm. but hey, yeah. what are you going to do? More of a Virginia grad told me Virginia grad. Once his daughter goes to Indiana, his son goes to Boston college. Huh. His other daughter goes to some school in California. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. We talked a little bit about Penix, you know, as he was messing. No way. Wait, yeah, the hell talked, say, did, did, did you <laughs> drop, did you make any penis Penix no. jokes? What? I did not make any it was right there in front of you the entire you, the time. The last thing I want to do is make a doctor laugh as he has scissors down there. Like I don't need yeah. any sudden jolt movement giggle. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't Fair. need that. I need him focused. <laughs> I don't. He can make the what, jokes. What if he saw his kind of eyes go wide and then he's like, "Nah, it doesn't matter. You're good. It doesn't matter anyway." <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's hey, okay. He's gone. still got another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. He's got another one. Uh, yeah, uh, speaking of Virginia, you know who could have used a vasectomy? Thomas Jefferson. And with that, we're going to transition into some Clemson news. Aaron, unless you have anything else to tell us about your uh, your no? your now less powerful semen. Uh, well, I don't know how powerful or not powerful it is just yet. I'll, I'll know next week. We'll get it tested. We'll see where it's at. So, uh no i got some yeah, horror actually, stories from people in the chat like aaron just make sure you don't do anything for a few days like little people dming me saying like this went wrong that went wrong and this went wrong i'm like jesus okay I'm, i am I get the picture my ass will be on the couch 
you know, watching Mandalorian uh, for the next three days. So. Yes, yes. And if you listen to Amp today, you got a very spoiler heavy, but a very fun mm-hmm. Mandalorian discussion. Um, all right, let's talk about Clemson because Dabo Swinney is back in the news. What's up, Thomas? What's up, Daniel? What's up, everybody? Dabo Swinney back in the news. And uh, Dabo's out there and he's saying, look, man, y'all are all full of it. You're sitting here. You're hating on us. Uh, I would venture to say we're better than ever. And when he was asked to expound upon this, Alex Scarborough, he says, quote, our people, the kids on the roster, the talent, our coaches, our support, our staff, our support staff, our administration, our infrastructure, our connectivity. I'm better now than I've ever been as a head coach. It's not even close where I am now to where I was in 2013 when we won our first BCF game, BCS game. Never been better. So let's put that to the test, Aaron Murray. Are you buying that Clemson has never been better than where they sit here going into 2023. No, they've definitely been significantly better as they get ready for 2023. So this is him, you know, wishing and hoping. Brent, I don't think they're the best team in the, S- in the ACC. I think Florida State's going to end up winning that conference this year. I, I don't trust the quarterback. Um, you know, did not really prove a lot to me towards the end of the season. I just think at the end of the day, people just wanted DJU gone. I mean, plain and simple, they didn't care who yeah. you put in there. Just get rid of DJU. So they put in Klubnik. You know, he had the good game, the comeback. But other than that, I just thought he's 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 young. He's green. And and I'm excited to see what he looks like after spring and heading into next season, year two. So I'm, you know, be wary of judgment just yet. He's a new offensive coordinator as well. But I, I'm not like, oh, my God, this guy is Trevor Lawrence or this guy is uh, Deshaun Watson or Taj Boyd. Like, he's not that. And that's what's made them really good. What's made Clemson elite? Since 2013, since Taj, is great quarterback play along with elite receiver play from Sammy yeah. Watkins on through. I mean, they've they've had that. And all of a sudden for the past two years, they really haven't hit on receivers. They haven't hit on the quarterback position. And, you know, they've always been okay, good at offense line, not great. So it's not like they can say, okay, we don't have the quarterback. We don't have a, a elite receiver. You know, we're going to run the ball 40, 50 times a game. You know, I, I, Will Shipley was great, but – like they they have not been dominant up front to kind of uh, help out with the passing game if it's not going. So, like I said, I don't know who those elite receivers are going to be this year. Um, I don't think there's any first or second round guys on that roster that we're used to seeing. And I think Cade is is like I said, super green and needs a lot more playing before you feel really really comfortable with him leading you to a championship. So, are they are they bad? Are they in, in in trouble of being like a middle of the pack ACC team? No, of course not. They're, they're more talented than 95% of the teams in that conference, but they are nowhere, T-Bob, nowhere near as good as they've been in the past decade. Not even close. Yeah, and you know, I I it's funny. We're pretty much on the exact same page here, right? Um, because I understand what you're saying in terms of the weapons. Like certainly Shipley's nice. Uh, I think Club Nick's going to be nice. We'll talk about Garrett Riley. Mm. Them getting Garrett Riley was a coup this offseason. But then I look at their returning receivers, and yes, their top guy was a freshman, Antonio Williams, 56 catches, 604 yards, four scores, pretty nice numbers. He could take a big jump, you would think, going from freshman to sophomore in an offense like this. After that, though, you got two seniors. And two seniors didn't have great years anyway. And then you got a couple sophomores who are coming back, you know, 22 catches for Bo Collins, 25 for Jake Brennan. So again, Shipley's nice, but you don't have DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, T. Higgins, Travis Etienne. So like the weapons potentially will hold them back. I will say this though. I will say this. I understand how Dabo arrives at his belief, right? Because first off, from his perspective, he's probably got an element of like, well, what the, like, come on guys the fuck are we talking about here? Like, okay, we made six playoffs in a row. You know, two years ago, we didn't make it, but we won 10 games. Last year, we didn't make it, but we won the ACC. We won 11 games. Like, we're not far off. And that was an offense that wasn't that good. And what did I do this offseason? I went and got the best offensive coordinator on the market and Garrett Riley. Mm-hmm. Dabo had a very interesting quote where he basically said, had he not, had Garrett Riley not been an option, he probably would have stayed with Streeter. Like, it wasn't a guarantee that Streeter was going to be out. It was just that Riley uh, was such a gem of a get that he had to make the move, right? And so, and and finally, like, how Dabo gets here is, I don't think any of us, Aaron, especially not somebody who becomes a head coach and as much success as Dabo Swinney does, and we all know about the self-belief that man has, nobody does a job for 10 years and thinks they got worse at the job. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
Like, like Clemson could be far better, but he, nobody's going to think back like, oh, I was way better radio 10 years ago. Uh, no, no, mm. bullshit. Like Dabo thinks he's a way better coach now than he's ever been before because he's a decade of experience. The problem yeah. is, to your point, I don't know if objectively the program's in the same spot. Um, mm -hmm. but, but then again, then again, the wild card in all of this, Aaron, do you actually have to have those weapons that we're talking about to win the ACC and go to the playoffs. I mean, I know, I know we think Florida state is still going to be very good. I have an element of, I'm still in a bit of prove it mode with Norvell and Florida state. Yep. I love seeing that program back. It reminds me of being a child and Peter Warwick and everybody. It was so tight growing up. Florida state was like the cool school and Bobby Bowden was an absolute monster, uh, but they've been bad for so long that I just I, yeah. I I still am a bit worried that potentially it's a mirage and the ten and three season is the exception rather than the rule. So I don't know, man. If Garrett Riley ends up being um because they wanted to be like Chad Morris, right? They bring in Chad yeah. Morris back in twenty eleven. Yeah. What do they do? They he's way ahead of the curve. They go to six straight playoffs. Streeter felt very behind the curve. Garrett Riley feels like he's at the forefront of offensive philosophy. So I do no, see a world. Where even though the program, you could argue, it's not Clemson's strongest team, they still have a like pretty damn clear path to the playoff through the ACC, and it's just kind of beating Florida State. Well, there's a couple problems. One, you know, I, I love, obviously, I love the hire of the coordinator. There's no doubt about it. Like finally, Dabo just went out of house and brought someone in to the offensive coordinator. So I think it's a great hire. You, you alluded to it, you know, probably the top guy in the market this offseason. You bring him in. But the, the question is too of you, know, you still have to implement a new offense. And you know, why we talk about quarterbacks making a big stride from year one to year two, from freshman year to sophomore year. And yes, mentally and in, in, in being able to be more mature will help him. But also, you know, the problem is you're not going to be in the same system. You're having to learn a new language. You're having to learn new concepts. The coordinator and you are going to have to get on the same page. That just doesn't happen overnight. I know a lot of people think like, oh, you had spring ball, you have 15 practices and you had fall camp. Like they're going to come out guns blazing in week one. It's not as easy as just flipping on a light switch. It takes repetition. It takes trust. It takes chemistry. And, and like I said, that just doesn't happen in one offseason. So you're asking a young quarterback who played very little last year to now learn a brand new language this offseason, a new system, and then have all the expectations of the world with – like we alluded to before, not elite talent around him doesn't give me a confidence that year one, all of a sudden, this is going to be a Clemson offense once again that's scoring 40 points per game. I, I don't see that happen. They'll still be good. I don't think they're going to be elite. So that gives me a little bit of concern as well. The second thing on the path to the playoffs, because winning the ACC, that, that's great, but it's been done. And it's been done for them for for the majority of the past decade like that that that's, yeah. that's kind of numb honestly if you're a Clemson fan you're numb to it we got enough ACC trophies we don't really care we want yeah. playoff appearances we want playoff wins and we want national championships so getting to the playoff is all that matters like last year they won the ACC it was not a successful year true can they go 12 and 0 can they go 13 and 0 the problem with this conference is people look down on them you got the SEC that we know is the big boy. We know the Big Ten's a big boy. We know the, the Pac-12 this year. A lot of people are excited, including myself, about that conference. Very top-heavy. You probably got some of the best quarterbacks. They will get a lot of talking about throughout the season because of the quarterbacks in that league and the offenses. And the Big 12 is, is right there, too. The ACC is, is so far down below where, say, Florida State is just a good team, not elite team. Say they're a 9-3, 8-4 team this year. Say North Carolina is the same way. And say Clemson is eleven and one. Because of the conference, does that get them into the playoff discussion if they don't go undefeated? That's the problem. I kind of feel like right now where the ACC is, unless Florida State is dominant, and that is a dominant win for you, I think the fourth game of the season. Yeah, your your schedule just doesn't really excite people to want to put you in unless a bunch of dominoes fall where the other conferences just beat each other up. Yeah, I mean they gotta go undefeated. They gotta go undefeated. They gotta go undefeated. You you feel comfortable sure. one for loss. Sure. A, if 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 you have five conferences, T, yeah, and every one of them has a one loss conference champion who stays out. If you have say Georgia's one loss, yeah, no, 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 I get it. Oklahoma, 
Clemson. And you're probably and, and you're and you're out. gonna have Clemson's you're out. gonna have a potentially even a like a a and now I don't think they'd win this argument, but there will be pushes for like let's say a one loss SEC team Michigan that didn't win the championship Alabama. or one loss Michigan or Ohio State. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, Aaron, you make a very salient point. Um, I think if we were going to hypothetical, every single conference has one loss conference championships. Let's just work it out. Obviously, the Big Ten and the SEC are in at that point. Um, I would almost guarantee that it would – yeah, the Big 12 would have to be in there, right? Or no? uh, I would think the Pac-12 too. And then I kind of feel like the Pac-12 because of the quarterback plays. Okay, okay, a fair point, a fair point. But but it never works out that way. Right. No, no, it doesn't. You know, I'm just and, saying and, like, know, so, their so margin of error is, is a lot. It's a lot. No, okay. I, th- I think, okay. So here's the point I think that I've arrived at with what you're saying. Um, if you're an SEC team, I can tell you blanket statement. If you're a one loss champion, you're in the playoff. If you're a yes. big 10 team, I can tell you blanket statement. One loss champion, you're in the playoff. Yep. If you're in the ACC, I can't tell you that. The only way I can tell you you're guaranteed to make the playoff is if you go undefeated. And yep. so you, you are correct there. There's just no margin of error for this Clemson team because their conference continues to fall behind. And unfortunately, when you look at the TV deal and everything else, who knows how long the ACC mm-hmm. continues to uh, to to. I don't to, think they're going to fall behind. I don't. I, I think it's a it's a somewhat tough schedule. I mean, you do have Florida State week four. Uh, you mean you get you get Duke at Duke week one, and Duke took some major strides. You're still better. You should take care of business, but still week one new offense. You you're at Miami. You know I know you're not a you know big Miami guy, but it's still a tough road game. Possibly you got Notre Dame. I mean North are Carolina. We granting, are we sure that we're granting Miami the the stadium that has about two hundred people show yeah, up for games? True. I guess people are going to show up for Clemson. But are yeah, we are we Mills really granting Miami yeah. a tough road test it's for Middle Tennessee? Game. It's a road game. Middle and then he in went South and beat their ass last year in Miami, dude. And then South Carolina the first year off in South Carolina. You know, kind of got that that big dub last year, and and you know, Rattlers back. I'm just saying, like, I, I to me, I don't see this team being good enough to run the table and go 12 and 0. And I would, I would say, more than likely, I would say they're more than likely to go 10 and 2 than they are 12 and 0. Like, I, yeah. I, I think they're, I think they're a 10 and 2 team. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. 
or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, guys. Here it is. The final four is here. What up, T-Bob from Snaps, your new favorite daily college football podcast. But, uh... Like I said, Final Four is here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And that's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. So what that is, is up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You just go to FanDuel.com slash snaps. You sign up today and you claim that no sweat first bet. And then you can wager on everything for the money line spreads, whatever team you got cutting down the net, you know, whoever's going to win the championship. Look, personally, I like the Huskies, but I'm going to let my wallet just keep riding my heart in FAU. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. You go to FanDuel.com slash snaps to sign up. If you want to put 200 bucks, 300 bucks, whatever it is, you put that in there. You can do that as your bet. If it loses, you still have that money back in free bets to use. If you win, bam, you've doubled up your original investment. How about that? So join up. FanDuel.com says snaps. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 21 or older in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NY. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342, Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org, Maryland. 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Or visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. In those hypotheticals, I'll always count on the team to lose, right? Just because going yeah. undefeated is so hard. So I agree with so you there. Um, look, this is actually not a great schedule for Clemson. Now, getting Florida State at home is huge. But fourth game of the season, to your point, Riley and Klubnik better be on the same page because mm-hmm. uh, Norvell and Travis are going to be, and they're going to be coming, and they want that ACC crown for themselves. So we'll see. Again, I understand how Dabo puts a quote like this out there, even if we as analysts don't agree by just looking at the uh, the the program. Uh, Hot Billy in the chat is claiming that Aaron is Eskimo Brothers with Eric Hosmer. Um, and he is also claiming that I'm Eskimo Brothers with the singer Seal. Uh, I went to a Seal concert one time in Piedmont Park. It was fantastic. Yeah, dude. He used to date my sister. Wait. So you get it? I'm implying that I uh, had sex with my sister. It's it's, it's an incest joke. Yeah, you know, it's dark humor. It's all the rage nowadays. I mean, if you go on P-Hub, it's everywhere. Um, uh, How Do you know why you're Eskimo Brothers? Do you know why you're Eskimo brothers with uh, Eric Cosby? Yeah, exactly. Look, Oz the man gets it roll tide, right? Exactly. Yeah, That's I know. It, I'm Eskimo bros with Eric Cosmer because he married my ex fiance. <laughs> yeah, catch up, player. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're 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 also we're also Eskimo. We're also we're also him and I are both Eskimo brothers with Christian Ponder, uh, with a couple guys in the NHL. So uh, it's a long, it's a long list. Oh, hell yeah, man. God That's cool, PC. man. Um, sure. No, I'm, I am, uh, I unfortunately am not Eskimo Brothers with Seal. That'd be tight though. Cause I, I think he's very talented and um, obviously Heidi Klum is beautiful. 
Um, Dale, imagine what what are you doing, Step T Bob? I'm stuck in the dryer. Help! Uh, all right, <laughs> let's get back to SEC football talk. Stepsister, uh, how'd you get stuck in there? Actually, I'm, I'm the, Trevor Wallace. Um, oh, what's his name? His friend on YouTube. I can't remember. They have a very funny YouTube video. Uh, basically playing off that joke that y'all should go watch. Uh, let's talk about Mississippi, Mississippi, Mississippi State. Mississippi. Now, Aaron, I know we don't talk a lot of um, – I know we don't talk a lot of SEC baseball on here, uh, but this will kind of tie in because there is a complete disaster going on with Mississippi baseball right now. Uh, Ole Miss is 0-6. You're defending national champs. 0-6 swept the first two weeks of the SEC. Mississippi State, who just won their first ever team national championship two years ago, it was in the sport of baseball. Uh, they've had nine, they had 999 previous team seasons before that without a natty in all sports on the thousandth. Baseball gets it done. Well, now two mm. years later, they're 0-6. They're losing games by football scores to schools. It is awful. So why I bring this up is the Starkville fan base right now is in a bit of panic. They just mm -hmm. went through the pain of having their basketball team lose the play-in game by one point. Uh, their baseball team, which is their pride and joy, it looks like they're going to be forced to fire a coach in Chris Limonis that just got them an Addy two years ago, and one that they ostensibly like. It's just a team sucks on the field. Like, he's about to get coach owed, I would have to imagine. And so it's like, okay, what do we have? What you have now is Zach Arnett. And you obviously have to deal with the tragedy of Mike Leach's passing from earlier this fall, and then you go with Zach Arnett, the defensive coordinator, to take over. Well, that's a lot of pressure for Arnett, right? The entire campus yep. needs a winner. And here's the 36-year-old first-time head coach who has to be that guy. And obviously, look, he's out there saying, I'm not going to be Mike Leach. I can't be Mike Leach. I'm not trying to duplicate Mike Leach. But I have been giving full control of this program. I have no interference from above me, and I'm going to make it as good as I can. Uh, where's your expectation level at with Zach Arnett? Uh, I mean, not not like extremely high, but I mean, it's not like we've ever had extremely high expectations for Mississippi State. You know, is this a bowl team? Yeah, I mean, this is a you know a seven and five football team, and and I'm just more interested to see what this this team looks like identity wise. I mean, when you got Mike Leach as the head coach, you kind of know what you're going to get, and it's been a good team. I mean, they've put together a really good roster the past couple of years. They've had very good defenses. We all know what he can do on the offensive side of the football with that air raid attack. What are they going to look like now? Where is the emphasis? How is the offense going to look? Obviously, the defense, you know, that's not going to really change because you promote the defense coordinator to the head coach. So I'm more interested to see what the feel is. How do you manage a football game? Because now you have a defensive coach because it is different. I mean, the, the yep. way you run an offense, do you go up tempo? Do you not? Do you run the football more? Do you go for it less on fourth down situations? The entire mentality and culture is very different depending if you have an offensive coach, especially an offensive coach that is extreme as, as, as Mike Leach, to now a defensive guy. So a lot is changing right now. But when you talk about returning players, they got plenty of guys. They got a great defense back. They got you know a, a one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the SEC. Yes, he's learning a new system, but he's a bright kid. You know, I talked to Will Rogers a couple of weeks ago actually, and he's excited. You know, to be a part of something new to kind of show everyone and prove the doubters wrong that hey, I'm not just good or can put up great stats because I was an air raid offense, but I'm a pretty good quarterback. And I do think he is. I think Will Rogers can make every throw you want. I think he's he's good arm talent. I wouldn't say elite, but good arm talent, great footwork in the pocket, accurate, smart decision maker, takes care of the football, all that you want from a quarterback. He'll get it done. They got a bunch of young receivers that are still back. You know, it sucks that they lost Rara to my dogs, but overall it's a good roster. And uh, in, in, in a in a SEC West that we've talked about for the past week, that is that is 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 not going to be as as daunting as years past. I think it's a seven and five, eight and four football team. Which for for Zach Arnett in year one for Mississippi State, I would say that's a home run. It's a home run. I don't think anyone's expecting uh, uh, to go nine and three. Eight. If you go um, eight and four regular season. With an egg bowl win, that is a huge success of a year. Yep. If you go seven and five with an egg bowl win, I think you get Good granted year. success as well. But this is why, again, like I told you on Saps a couple months ago, the egg bowl is the number one rivalry in the country. If you go seven and five with an egg bowl loss, people are not happy. 
So like it shows you how much rides on that game. But have so, uh, Aaron, you you you're you're very watch the film. You're very cognizant of a lot of offensive names and and kind of what the uh, market thinks about them. Uh, I had never really heard too much about Kevin Barbe before I started looking him up uh, after this story. So that's the offensive coordinator that mm-hmm. Mike Leach hired uh, to replace. Uh, or excuse me, that that Zach Arnett hired to replace Mike Leach. Have you heard about Barbe? Because he's got actually a pretty fascinating resume here. Yes, um, okay. because it's just going to be a very different offense. Um, it's not pure air raid. I, I know, like from what I've read, it's like vertical passing attack. They're going to run the ball in a more traditional style. But I guess why I bring this up is because there are some numbers. That should get Mississippi State fans pretty excited yeah. about what Barbie's well, a great offense. I, I mean, I had him last year at Appalachian State. Oh, that's right. So, like, yeah, I had them, I think maybe no, once, not twice. Yeah, just once. So, I mean, I got to see the offense. And, and Appalachian State had a great offense. They had a great quarterback, too. You know, when he was healthy, he was a little bit banged up last year. So, you know, it's, 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 which is a little, I'm sure a lot of people will be a little bit happier about. Like the air raid's cool and it brings with it the excitement of, of being unique. And you do kind of feel like if you're at a school like Mississippi State, you kind of have to think outside the box a little bit. But Appalachian State is, is I would say, more in the forefront of offenses when what, they're, yes. what they want to do schematically. I think it's okay, very okay, much okay. cutting edge new stuff. So that is actually supported by these numbers. Uh, according yep. to Matrix Analytical, which is a big a- analytics firm that um, provides numbers to people who pay subscriptions, yada, yada, right? According to Matrix Analytical, Kevin Barbe is number one among active FBS offensive coordinators in career average pass game efficiency. And I'm sorry, all of this is going to be a little dry and a little dense, right? But think about that. For his career, he's only he's 40 years old. Mm-hmm. No one has been better on a game-to-game basis when it comes to efficiency in the passing game. In fact, he's one of only two group of five play callers from last season that produced an explosive pass rate above 19% yep. while still having an offense that ranked top 35 in scoring efficiency. So what that means is he created an offense where they were able to pull off a ton of big plays, but it didn't. it wasn't like big plays or bust. It was big plays within the larger, mm-hmm. more efficient, very well-functioning offense. And since 2009, among all FBS coordinators, he's uh, top 15% in passing touchdowns per attempt, top 20% in fewest interceptions per attempt, top 25% both QB rating and QB efficiency, and top 30 in yards per And why I bring this all up is because Will Rogers is great. Like, we know yeah. how good Will Rogers can be, right? And so now you give him even uh, potentially an even more quarterback-friendly offense than what he had in the air raid, something newer that's even going to put the defense more on their heels and get more confused? Maybe not. I'm not and maybe not for just from a maybe not. I don't not know if it says friendly is air raid, but it's, it's so, okay, really it is quarterback-friendly. Not from a volume standpoint. He may not put up the same yes. volume of numbers. I feel like, though, in theory at least, like at times But look at Chase year, Bryce, the quarterback for Appalachian State. Yeah. The, the, yes, it has been all on him. But, I mean, look at Chase Bryce past two years, 27 touchdowns back-to-back seasons. You know, that's that's pretty darn good. Yeah. Over 60% completion, 62% completion. So, like, you know, once again, the proven and Chase is one of the better quarterbacks in the Sun Belt and has been one of the better quarterbacks in the Sun Belt. So, um, yeah, the volume is down, which, you know, it, it, it's it's – you know, as a quarterback, I you know you want you want the stats. Like, let's be real. Like, all quarterbacks yeah, have, you know, for five touchdowns. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, <laughs> you want the win, but I also want the win and throw five touchdowns. You know, and that's, that's <laughs> the game. Like, you know, I was a little salty if we won, and and you know, Todd had four touchdowns and I had none. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Michael? Like, let me get mine a little bit. Like, nothing worse against <laughs> the two yard line, and then we run the football. I'm like, come on, let, let me roll out, quick sprint out. Let let's do a fade. Yeah, hey, fade, throw a fade. I was best back shoulder fade thrower in the country. No, okay, do you do you, uh, but, do you but, love fades as a quarterback? Did you love fades? Because sometimes I feel like fans hate fades. Like unless they're, they're, every now and then you get a magical combination that's really effective at him. But there's nothing yep. more frustrating than feeling like you've wasted a down when you throw a bad fade. Well, if it's a bad fade, but we were really good at throwing fades, so uh, <laughs> that was that was kind of our bread and butter. You got AJ Green and Malcolm and Chris Connolly throw that thing up there, let him go do it. True. So you know you. As a quarterback, you want the stats a little bit. You know, we all are somewhat selfish, uh, which, you know, you have to be. 
but there's also a sense of like, there's nights to be able to take some pressure off and just run the damn ball, just hand that thing off, you know, not have to throw the ball 60 times per game. And I also think for him too, I kind of alluded to this earlier, the, the, um, the transition to the next level, you know, he's been in college for a while and I don't know if he wants to stay for a six year after this. You know, I think he kind of is hoping that like, Hey, if I can prove that I can run an offense that is not air raid, I kind of get away from this, this mold and prove to NFL scouts, I can handle more of an NFL play, you know, style offense Yeah, that will bode well for me to, to essentially this be my last year. So I think he's excited for, like I said, the new challenge. I think he's excited to be about this offense and excited not to have to throw the ball 60 times a game in order for them to have success. So yeah, I think it's good for everyone. Did you confront him about you not wanting to break all of your records? I did confront him. That was the first thing I said. First thing I said, I was like, I, um, he laughed. He's like, how far am I away? And, um, I'm like, you're, I think he's, what is he? I think he's around 40 touchdowns away, somewhere around there. Dude, do you um, need me to? Okay, th- okay, then, okay, then, you know, maybe. I don't think he'll get it done this point. year. I don't think he'd get yeah. it done this year because he's never thrown that many touchdowns in a season. Do you um, need me to so Tanya Harden? But, but I don't need him to stay for another year. So, like, I need him to be like a 30 touchdown, five interceptions. I've done everything I can at Mississippi State, won the Egg Bowl again back to back years. Deuces, I'm out. That's that, that is what I need from him. Do you think that, um, Oh shit! What did I just ask? I forgot now. You went. Sorry, I got distracted. Oh yeah, 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 bro. I'll do that shit for you. Okay, you're I my boy. It. I love snaps. If you want me to show up in Starkville and just bash Will Rogers' knee with a crowbar mm-hmm. or a bat, I'll do it. I probably should I have admitted that. this in a public setting. And also, to be clear, guys, if something happens to Will Rogers, this was not actually me. Okay, for the record, let the record show. He's a good um, kid. Don't break the uh, record. He's away. a good kid is like the least like you, you you might as well have just said nothing about the person saying he's a good kid is the most lazy throw it out the window. Oh, he's a what good do you kid. want me to like, do a full like, breakdown I have no idea. of him? No, no, no. I'm just saying, I mean, I don't know that you actually, I'm just saying that you told me, I, I don't know anything that you feel about him now. I don't actually buy it when you say he's a good kid. That makes me feel like you don't want him to break uh, your records, which I uh, don't want him to break my record. I don't yeah, care if he's true. an asshole or a, a saint. I don't want him to break my record. Yeah. Fair, <laughs> fair. Um, it sounds a lot better saying that you know, you know, I'm the SEC all-time leader in touchdowns, and not just Georgia's all-time leader in touchdowns. You know, it just true. has a little bit more of a ring to it. True. Uh, hey, so we got a hard out at 45 again today. So a couple of notes on the way out here. Hot Billy asks you when you think Stetson's going to get drafted. Hot Billy, when is Stetson going to get drafted? Uh, I think Stetson somewhere three through five. You know, I've kind of okay. seen some four through six. I don't think he gets out of the fifth round. I mean, at the end of the day, it all depends on on what happens before him. I think Stetson is somewhere in that, you know, five to six range, five to seven range for quarterbacks taken. You know, so if all of a sudden three or four quarterbacks are taken in the first round. Then all of a sudden, bam, he moves up to the third. But if it turns out to be, which I would not be surprised, a draft like last year where you're hyping all these quarterbacks up, but all of a sudden they all start dropping a little bit, then then all of a sudden you could see Setson somewhere in that fifth to sixth round. So I, I'm thinking more, though, the more you're seeing all this hype about you know the quarterbacks and people want to take a chance at Anthony Richardson, if you see those four go in the first five picks, then Stetson probably go in the third. Well, and then Clint Moses did his research today because speaking of quarterbacks being drafted, I'm looking at Twitter. I'm like, huh, hidden hookers trending. What's what's going on here? And I guess mm-hmm. Mike Tannenbaum today mock drafted him fifth overall to the Seattle Ooh. Seahawks. And so make no mistake, if you are a draft analyst, now is the time, folks. This is cover your bases season. You know how the pros do it? Look at what Daniel Jeremiah from the Move the Sticks podcast said on Pat McAfee earlier today where, uh, oh, oh God, what was he? I I don't want to misquote it, so I'm going to look up real quick the exact quote. But basically, now is the time to just show, just throw out some kind of noncommittal like, People aren't talking about Hooker enough. I'm telling you, if he does get drafted high, you can point back that audio. Be like, look, who's on the record. Okay, here's a quote from um, Daniel Jeremiah. I don't feel like there's been enough talk about Hinton Hooker. He's big, no. accurate, and can move around. 
So genius yeah. take on multiple levels because he said nothing. He actually said nothing. nothing. All he said is there's not been enough talk about him and Hooker, but now he gets to point to this and be like, look, man, I was a believer, okay? I tried to tell y'all, big, accurate, can move around. All technically true, whether or not he ends up being a great quarterback or not. That's how it's done, Daniel Jeremiah. So if you're a young podcaster, a young draft analyst, a young scout, want to get your name out there, go ahead, throw it a Hinton Hooker tweet today, okay? The real estate is selling fast, so you're going to want to get on it now so you don't look like you're tired and kind of chasing the news mm, cycle. I'm going to make but, a video right now. Let's go. There we go. Yes, right but to be this. fair, I actually do it. love Hinton Hooker, and I feel like we've loved Hinton Hooker throughout this process. I don't yep. know... Uh, that he'll go at five, but um, I think no, he has a no. better chance of. I think he's early second round. I think someone could. To me, Hendon is like uh, I'm going to go someone from my draft, a little bit Teddy Bridgewater esque. Oh, okay. Where the Vikings traded up, traded back into the first round at like 27, 28, I believe, and and picked Teddy. Like I could see someone like that saying, you know, we we don't we need a quarterback, we need a good backup, we need someone to compete. He's an older guy. He can do everything that you alluded to. I don't want him to drop to the early second round. I'm going to make sure I can maybe sneak into the late first around 28 to 32 and pick him up there. So that's, that's, I could see that happen somewhere from that 28 pick to early second round for Hendon. Yeah. Um, uh, Keaton made me laugh here. He says, I beat Hendon Hooker my junior year in high school. He had four touchdowns, and I only played three snaps. But he won't be successful because I'm better than him. Good call, Keaton. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Nice Atta work. Boy. Suck it, Hooker, Atta you bum. Uh, look, we love you. Huge thank you for y'all hanging out with us here on Snaps. Uh, it's literally the most fun thing that we do every day. You know we love you. Um, thank you to The Volume for having us. YouTube.com slash The Volume. You can like the video, subscribe to the video. Uh, yeah, title this uh, episode Eskimo Bros. Um, Brum, mm. uh, a huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, Paul Ferry, the Pat Gunner, Danny Carnes, Adam Grassi. Look, if you listen where you listen on podcasts on Apple or Spotify, one way you can help by rating and reviewing the show, it helps please the robot gods and helps them kind of put it in more people's feeds. Uh, you go to FanDuel and a huge thank you to FanDuel. Tell us who you Eskimo brothers with, you know? Put that uh, yeah, comments. yeah, yes, yes, yes. Leave a five-star review and tell us who your Eskimo brothers with and, uh, we'll pick yeah. out the best ones. Hopefully my and, wife doesn't um, watch the show. Golly. <laughs> uh, don't worry. If your wife's anything like mine, she has never watched a single second of anything professional that you've ever done. My wife tells me that talk radio makes True. her nauseous, uh, and she mm. just has no patience for it whatsoever, which is great for me because I get to act like I'm a big dog and be like, my wife, that's my wife, dude. I could do whatever I want when really at home. I'm like, what? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we love you. Promo code SNAPS if you sign up for FanDuel. And we'll be back more SNAPS tomorrow. Keep it locked. Love y'all. See you then. Bye-bye. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com.